Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's June 1st. I can't believe we're already in June. Seems like the month of May was a long one, and we had about like five weekends. Uh, and we, we had a lot of things going on this past weekend. Champions League, which I know me and Andy were watching at the Bank of California Stadium. And obviously the game was there, so a lot of things going on. But let me introduce the guests. We got LASC Live. LASC Live, how you doing? Pretty good, Gio. Thanks for having me on again. Nice to be with you and Andy talking football. Uh, it was a crazy weekend. We saw the actually the week we got Villarreal, Manchester United. Shout out to uh, Unai Emery for getting it done. Uh, but then Chelsea won, so that kind of dampered things. And then obviously LEOC. We'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, it was a cool weekend though. Cool weekend. Yeah, Andy, what? How you been, man? I know I saw you the Champions League day at LAFC. How'd you spend the rest of the weekend? Pretty good, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, Champions League on Saturday at the bank. Watched the, that game there on the big screens, which is pretty cool that they had that. And then obviously the LAFC game. I actually watched the Galaxy game uh, at the stadium too, uh, oh, really? which is pretty funny. Um, and yeah, then besides that, just kind of hanging out with friends, man, trying to take advantage of Memorial Day weekend. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, soccer coming up just because MLS is on international break. Obviously, that means that we're gonna get a bunch of you know games elsewhere. So it's exciting because I get to uh, get to kind of take take another approach at things and look at uh, how these players and teams are doing internationally. So I'm happy. Yeah, there we got the Nations League's coming up here this Thursday. So that's going on. We're at the playoffs. The Lakers are playing right now, too. So no Anthony Davis, unfortunately, right? Those following uh, the Lakers in the NBA. But, um, yep. but yeah, one thing I do want to talk about is uh, Cruz Azul. Um, them, winning, them winning, you know, Liga MX. I said this on yesterday's show, but, like, growing up, I, I was a Cruz Azul fan because of my dad. But then I stopped following them for like the last four or five years. So, but I remember I just watched like the last twenty minutes, and I was like, man, that was that was like a special moment after being the joke for so long. You know, what I'm saying they finally did it. Any thoughts on on Cruz Azul? Uh, good, good story, right? I think it was since 1997, I believe yeah. they haven't won really a trophy or anything. So, uh, kudos to them. Uh, it's amazing because I saw a lot of people on the timeline celebrating that are Cruz Azul fans or know people that are Cruz Azul fans. And um, yeah, that's that's always an awesome story to see the underdogs. It seems like this year is the story of the underdogs. You got Leicester City winning FA Cup, Lille winning the French League, got Cruz Azul winning over here, Atletico Madrid. Uh, so you're the underdogs, which is a great story. And uh, kudos to the Cruz Azul fans and the squad. Great job. Yeah. Andy, mm. what did you think about Cruz Azul? Same thing. I didn't get to watch any of the game, but yeah, it's just uh, Cruz Azul has always been a thing and it's always been a laughing stock in the term. So just for him to be able to get that. And I always like when when certain teams win championships, just to see the reaction and just seeing those pictures of how they were celebrating uh, down there was pretty pretty dope to see, considering what we just came off of last year where people were, you know, stuck in the house during the pandemic. And although we weren't supposed to – well, not we, but people weren't supposed to celebrate certain championships, they still did during the pandemic in certain sports. But mm-hmm. it's just cool, man. Uh, it's uh, like like uh, LAC Live had said and mentioned, when you see certain teams – when like you know you uh, you would kind of expect Manchester United to to, to win that, but you see certain teams when they kind of deserve it. It's cool to see because you kind of want to change it up a little bit. You don't want to have it be the same. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I felt uh, about because I do the long same lines too. Yeah, now now when people ask me which league IMX team you support, I don't I don't necessarily feel embarrassed anymore. I feel like yeah, <laughs> Cruz Azul, like we won it, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you're, you're the you're the you're the first one to uh, buy the shirt, the champion shirt. No, I haven't bought it. Like, like I said, I, I have, I'm not like an active fan. Like I used to be like back, back in the day when Morcillo, when they went with the Murcia, I was like, Oh, I want to be like the, him. But like I said, last four or five years mm. kind of tuned it out. But Joseph, I was just chatting with him. He said, told you I'd try to tune in. Great podcast. Gio. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Golasso B sports. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I think he was in the spaces earlier. 
And then yes. David uh, David Day says, "Congrats to Cruz Azul. Hope to see them again someday in the CCL." That that was that was very special. And I think I think also too, like I also want to hit on you know Christian Pulisic, uh, you know being being the first American to win the Champions League, right? I think that's very special. I think yeah. we all saw the photo with him and his family, you know, his mom, dad. I think that was just a very special moment for 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 soccer in America for everybody because that you know we're we're there, right? Like obviously we're we're at the level we can we can win it. Now and Christian Pulisic being that guy, I think it's a very special moment, and and I just want to see where his career goes after this, you know, because I, he's he's won it at the biggest stage. Yes, right. sir. And he was he was uh, he was part. He was like he played well. Obviously, he had the the goals and the assists in the semifinals, um, and it's just it's just to show that like you know what what the U.S. is growing, the way that it could organically happen is a good sign. Uh, just for for everything moving forward, like he's he's obviously the bright spot of, of what U.S. soccer is right now. But there's so many other players along those same lines that could accomplish great things. So it's it's amazing to see that you know him get to that level and then uh, him put on the the U.S. the the sweater and the shirt or whatnot after celebrating. So yeah, man, you know you, we were rooting for him. I thought he was going to come on and score that goal uh, on that yeah. one play. And it was I, I think the people that were at the bank were super <laughs> excited that he was on too, even if they were rooting for Man City. So that just says enough about like how people are trying to push for him. LFC Live, your thoughts? Uh, honestly, seeing an American player win the Champions League, uh, that was that was crazy to me because I thought that would never be possible. But we've been seeing American players go to Chelsea, Dortmund, Barcelona. So to see the actual, you know, American player win the Champions League trophy, hold it in their hands, is, is, is great to see. Uh, now we got to build on that. I know his Chelsea career has been a little bit up and down with injuries, maybe out of favor with the coaches. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets maybe a loan move somewhere or maybe a permanent move somewhere else. But happy for him in the meantime. And then hopefully the United States Soccer Federation could build on the success. Uh, I know they took an L over the weekend against Switzerland. Uh, I, it, I won't go into details on what I think about what's going on over there. Um, <laughs> it could be a little better. Not, not hey, that I, team I, yet. I, I not that team yet. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So I won't talk about it. But yeah, yeah, it's good for you, American soccer. It's really good. Yeah, and a uh, great comment by Joseph. He says, Pulisic winning is going to bring more eyes on MLS, maybe for future scouts, talents like um, McKenney, Zach Stefan, and the rest are putting us uh, on the map. I completely agree. And shout out to LAC Hawaii. Um, shout out yes. to Grim Grimace 420. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Pulisic when it helps the MLS, it really does help the MLS. That's going to help. I agree with that's going to bring the scouting. It's going to put it's going to put MLS more on the map, and it's going to give Americans more of an opportunity to to be linked up, right? You know, to get to those those big stages. So yeah, I just want to see where Christian Pulisic goes from here and continues going because I, you know, he to me he's a starter. I'm not the coach, but I love I love what he did and how he impacted the game as soon as he came in. But um, but yeah, let, let's talk about this game now. Obviously, brutal game, brutal loss. Let's recap it first. So before I get started, I do want to say I was watching the game, but I, I was I did go I did go to Dignan Hill Sports Park to go watch Cali Classico, and I was watching them on a laptop, and the stream kept breaking. So I, I had to catch the highlights to really really engage and really understand the game and i just watched the highlights today so i mean it was it was definitely a poor performance um from from lafc but andy i know you were there i know you stayed for the whole game recap this game for us and, and your thoughts on, on lafc's performance scott Gio's the busiest man in southern california um, <laughs> no, it was, you know what's funny about the game is that it kind of it felt really lafc for that first half and it just felt kind of what we're getting used to them trying to dominate and and really just not being able to to make much happen in the offensive end. I thought they played decent in that first 45 minutes. Um, but once again, like if you can't if you can't get it to be concrete, then it's gonna come back around and bite you in. <laughs> and they end up they end up taking the lead, uh, which once again is, is very typical of LAFC. But the thing that really struck me is that, you know, when they play at home, it's it's supposed to be that so challenging for opposing teams and when you see them go up kind of in that moment, you're like, okay, like they're probably going to see this out or just get another one and it'll be good. Um, and then it quickly changes like within seconds when, when uh, that they score the equalizer, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. And then they get the goal at the end. And it was like, it went from, you know, probably like a good feeling like, okay, we're coming off of a win. We're going to be able to probably get another one. And, you know, the narrative is going to change because we're just trying to climb up the standings to, it went from a mountaintop to, to very low quickly there, the way that they lost that. So 
um, yeah, it was it was uh, I don't know if it was I want to say a weird game because New York City is tough, man. That's a good team and and they're solid from front to back. But it was definitely a game. You know, how people say maybe one team won, maybe one team lost. It was definitely a game that LAFC lost more than uh, the New York City won for sure. Yeah, it's def- definitely a brutal, brutal way to lose after, you know, you're talking about the you know the home field advantage, right? That's something LFC has, has done so well. LFC Live, let's talk about Carlos Vela. He's had an, he had opportunities in the first half, right, to, to score, but it, his finishing wasn't as sharp, as as clinical that we're used to, right? What were your thoughts on Carlos Vela in, in the first half? Uh, a little timid at times. I don't know if that's still because of the injury or he's being worked back in. Um it's not the Carlos Vela that we've been uh, accustomed to and seeing. Uh, and, and like I said, maybe that injury is nagging him at, at a bit, but he's com- a competitor from what, I, what I've what i seen and what I've learned to um, you know love about Vela. He always wants to score. So the fact that he, he's, he didn't have that killer instinct was a little, it was a little different for me, to be honest with you. Um, also, maybe it's a tactic that maybe that was said, like, don't be taking shots from the outside, which is something that we – have seen this whole season that these guys like to walk it in the net instead of, uh, you know, they want, they want to score that perfect goal instead of letting it fly from outside the 18 or maybe a 25. But uh, yeah, it was a little weird for me. Um, yeah. So it was very interesting. Yeah. I think, the, I think the two opportunities that he had in the box and I think he, he just whiffed the ball. Right. And, and I think that was, that was surprising because he uh, obviously the defenders on there, he, he has a pressure, but it, it's not the cool, calm and collected um, finish that we've seen from Vela. So you bring up a great point. I wonder if, if that, if that injury is nagging Carlos Vela, because that that's not how he typically finishes and that's not how he mm-hmm. typically, you know, takes command of, of the game. And, you know, right. He scores those, he scores one of those, a, a couple opportunities. And you're, you're talking about a different game in the first half going into second half. Right. But he wasn't able to do that. And that's probably why, uh, because of potentially the injury, I, I, that's the only thing I, c- I could come up with, you know, agreeing with you, LFC live. But I think the other thing is as well, you know, they had opportunities, but they weren't able to take advantage uh, uh, in the first half because I think when, when Andy, you talked about this, right? Being at home, um, what what was like the vibe in the stadium uh, after that first half, Andy? I think it was normal. I mean, I think that's why I kind of mentioned it because it felt typical, and I don't think that fans there were like, okay, we feel trouble. Like, like, oh, this is a typical LAFC half. I mean, I'm sure that. Like you said, Avella puts one of those two away. We're talking a whole different ballgame. And the first one, he definitely mishit. The second one, I believe it was deflected at all. But either way, it's 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 one of those things that, like, you're, they're going to get kind of used to them just playing these stale 45 minutes of, like, they're, they're okay, they're not playing terrible, they're not playing great, but it's like they're not – you haven't seen them really uh, jump ahead at any moment besides this last game against Colorado. And I think that – Fans, uh, you know, it's not going to worry them too much when they're in stadium at that moment because it's still 0-0, but it's for sure getting, uh, a, I guess, a routine or something that fans are getting used to that they're not going to enjoy going forward. So um, I felt like it was normal for sure um, until the end, and it's like, oh, man, I know people were, were heading home after that, not not happy at all. Yeah, one thing I should have brought, brought up first, I, I should have brought up the lineup, uh, so I apologize. So we're going to go back a little bit, right? So he had Tristan Blackman, Bob Barely had Tristan Blackman on the right, right back, Murillo, Eddie Segura, Chico Palacios left side. He started Sinfuentes. He started Sinfuentes over uh, Latif Blessing. Eduardo Tuesta got, got the start, obviously. Mark Anthony K, and obviously Carlos Vela, Corey Baird, and Diego Rossi. Pretty, pretty strong, uh, pretty strong lineup there. Um, you're right. So I, I feel like the offense was flowing and everything was going great in, in the first half. Um, but then it then things started to get challenging. And I think Carlos Vela not looking as sharp may 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 have had some impact on some of the offensive struggles. But I think when you when you look at uh, at the job, you know, that we saw Corey Baird, right? LFC Live. He, he, I feel like he's been uh, the most consistent. Obviously, he's been the most healthy out of, uh, of the, the three up top. But once he get once he got that second goal. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on Corey Baird getting that goal? Uh, well, Corey Baird was at the right place in the right time. Uh, it, I'll give credit where credit's due for Mark Anthony K on the assist. Uh, we'll get much more into that later about him. But uh, uh, it was on a platter for him. He couldn't miss. If he did miss, then there'd be some questions raised. But uh, he, he he's supposed to be like that hard worker around the box, which he's proved to be. Uh, is he going to be a solution going forward and in the playoffs when you need a goal in the hefty moments of Vela's hurt or, you know, you know, or Rossi's gone by then? We don't know. Uh, I don't know yet. So 
Baird, in the meantime, is a good holdup player as well. You can see the chemistry. I just don't think something's clicking, though, to the, what, where it should be already. Uh, we're, is it the fifth game of the season, sixth game, something like that? Or seventh, seventh game? I, I've, seventh I've lost count already. Okay. It's been a, it's been a hectic few weeks. So seventh game in a season, and um, the chemistry doesn't seem to be there all the way, if that makes sense. No, I'm with you. And I think, you know, I think with those injuries, that tends to happen. But nevertheless, I think when you have that much star power up there, this team, this team should be uh, should be consistent, right? Where there's mm-hmm. winning. And I think this is something that they're not used to. What, what are your thoughts on uh, on Corey Barrett, Andy? Yeah, I think he's been he's been good. He's been, I think, uh, serving his purpose. And I think we've talked about it on this program a few times, like that number nine role in that attack is very different. And he's kind of just moving the way that he needs to in order to have an effect or enough of an effect. Uh, it was at his third goal this season, so he's trying to get my man his jersey. Hopefully he gets to that 10-goal 10, 10 mark. Uh, but <laughs> I, think that, I think that if the offense is moving the right way, then we would be probably praising Corey Baird a lot more, but it's just mm-hmm. not. And, and like we're saying, he's not the solution to the larger problems that they have. So I think that that's just weighing him down as we analyze what he's been doing. But – if we really have to be nitpicky, he's probably top three, top four of more consistent players that they've had this season. And and that in itself is, is not a good sign for LAFC at all. So, yeah, he's, he's just he's just fitting in the role. But um, there's it's a lot more to come uh, from him and from the offense in general. Yeah. And quickly in the chat, we got an NYCFC fan. He says <laughs> LA, LA is blue. Hey, we got <laughs> NYCFC fans chiming in. I love it. Uh, I mean, I mean, it was uh, you know the New York versus L- LA battle, but I think yeah, when you when you have, when Corey Baird looks like to be the better player out of Carlos Vela right, and Diego Rossi, it's kind of it's kind of tough because of you know we know how clinical those guys can be, and I think the 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 thing the the, the frustrating thing about this is that. To me, it's like no way that the way LAFC played in that second half and the things that ended up happening, right? Because after they, I think they scored the goal. They scored the goal, what was it, in the 50, 55th minute? Okay. Had an incredible assist, you know, to Corey Baird. Then we go back into the, then we go into the, now deeper in the game and we're going to the 70th minute. Obviously, Mark Anthony K has, you know, has a terrible mistake and his passing has not been as consistent. And unfortunately it led to a goal. And I just have the replay here. There's, there's a different angle. So that I, that I want to show. Uh, oh, actually, let me, let me show. I wanted to show Corey Bear goal here. Let me, let me show. Blackman. Now Rossi, you switch flanks as well to get inside of Amundsen there. In behind for K. His low crosses towards Corey Baird. And you will not score an easier goal than that. Mark Anthony K, lovely work towards the byline, getting his second assist for Corey Baird's third goal of the year, and LAFC have the breakthrough on 55 minutes. So I, I forgot I wanted to show the, the goal, and I think the, the reason why I want to show the goal is you, you see how passionate Corey Baird is, is about the scoring goals and, and about the fans. I always see him just look up to the fans and be so appreciative of them. Um, so now let's go let's go into uh, you know Mark Anthony's uh, K's um, pass. Low through the penalty here. Magno threatening. Turn on it in pressure is Tinderholm. Finding Medina! Lovely take! And he's drawn New York City FC level. A breakout season for the young DP. He's now on five and seven. And with 20 minutes to play, LA and New York level. What a strike by Medina. A perfect one right into the back of the net. So obviously that that's a different angle. You kind of see a little bit more of of Mark Anthony's K's uh, angle there. Andy, wh- what are your thoughts on that play and, and what happened there? Oh man, it's uh, thoughts. There's a lot of thoughts there. Uh, first thought is you can't play with the ball there, and I think that's just basic uh, soccer or football, whatever you want to call it. Knowledge, um, especially in that moment, especially a player like that that's that's you know a leader on the team. Um, it's just it's just doing too much and. Uh, this might be an unpopular opinion. I know Max Bredow shared it during the game, which is funny because I was actually thinking the same thing. But I thought Mark Anthony K was playing a decent game. I don't think he was playing great. I don't think he was playing terrible, though. But when that happened, it just deflated them completely. Um, we saw the Jesus David Murillo play. It was kind of similar in the Galaxy game where you're trying to do something out of the back. And and I, they say, like, yeah, we play out of the back, so that's something that, that may happen. But that's it's pretty inexcusable. Um, you're, you, the New York City had just made some subs, so they were definitely high-pressing uh, with the purpose. And you have to be able to realize that. You have to be able to see that the pressure is on in that moment. 
clear the ball. Just clear it. Even if you have to give up a corner, even if you, I mean, maybe giving up a corner for them is not a good idea either. But there's just, they need to, to be able to, in those moments, to clear that. And um, those are the lapses that Bob keeps talking about. And I think that the more they keep happening is the more that you're going to start feeling the pressure on certain players and, and, and the coaching staff because you could keep talking about the lapses, but if it continuously happens, and it's not that it's the same player, but that it's different players, it's just not a good look at all. So, just a bad moment defensively there for, for Mark. But I think more so than that, it's just that you see how uh, defeated they look after that moment. And that's that's probably the most concerning part about it to me. Uh, what was the mood in the stadium after that, Andy? Because you, you were there. How, how, did, how did it feel in the stadium after that happened? I think it was still uh, fairly – it was like around, what, the 60, late 60s, uh, 69, 68, something like that? 70th, yeah, 70th minute. Okay, yeah, so, I mean, I think fairly they still felt like, okay, we're still a chance to, to do this. And I and from watching LAFC for a while, you kind of know that when they want to attack and they want to push forward, like they'll press hard to try to either get an equalizer or get a winner in this case. So I think there was still some confidence. Um, but like I said, it wasn't there wasn't much to be seen. Like when you see – no offense to anybody, but when you see – Player, a player like Raheem Edwards coming into the game. Like, I don't know if LAFC fans are as confident. Like, okay, we're, we have Raheem Edwards coming. Like, we're going to get an equalizer or we're going to get a winner. Sorry. So, um, there was still, you know, the level was fine in the stadium itself. But it goes back to the same thing we've also talked about. Is like this depth of, for LAFC is something that we uh, applauded all offseason coming into this year. And it just doesn't seem to be there. It's like, where, where are the options? What is going on here? Um, you know, they don't have Mahala right now because of the injury. But still, even with him on that roster and that bench, like there doesn't seem to be another piece that could really offer something that this offense really needs at the time when you're late in the game looking for a goal. So um, it's, a, it's a weird situation, man. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. LAFC, let's get your thoughts. Obviously, that's a, that's a terrible pass by, by Kay. What are your thoughts on that play? um are you sure you want to ask me are you sure you want to ask me that i just asked you respectfully if you could share your thoughts (laughs) all right all right all right um we don't need you to explode now (laughs) no 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 no. i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying not to i'm trying not to that was poor there's so many different options you could have done with the ball so many different options but that pass unexcusable that takes away all that little pretty assist he did. That takes everything away. Everyone forgets about that. I definitely forgot about it. Um, he could have done a lot of better things with the ball. I think sometimes – well, actually not. I don't think. I know Mark Anthony K thinks he's better than what he is. And I think Bob thinks he's better than what he is. Uh, and I, I know it's going to sound harsh. I could say a lot of other things. But uh, he needs to be better. He needs to be a lot better if he's going to start in the midfield. But the thing is, I feel – his starting spot is not up for grabs at all, which is kind of uh, dumbfounding because if you, he hasn't been consistent at all this season, uh, sometimes he's okay and sometimes he's poor and sometimes he looks good, but he's just not consistent enough and he's not good enough to start in the midfield, unfortunately. So that that was the tipping point. But the only the only thing now I want to see is because we had this the international break coming up. Canada plays three uh, games against Martinque, Aruba, and somebody else. And I'm sure he's going to look like uh, Iniesta in the midfield for them when they play. So Bob will be watching that. So he's going to come back and start again. So that's the, that's a problem, you know. But if he sits the bench or he benches him, then maybe Bob realized, okay, maybe I need to take a break on starting this kid every week. Yeah. Look, it, there's to, to me, right, I mean, you guys made, made a lot of great points. But to me, when I look at this, I, there, there, to me, there's, there's, no, there's no other way to put it that you know, Mark, Mark, Anthony, hey, it's no secret. He hasn't been sharp with this passing. He's been very inconsistent. And as a leader of this team, you expect more. I think he even expects more. Bob Bradley expects more. But I think when that when a mistake happens that that severe and that bad and it causes you to give up a goal and you as a kid, you're taught not to pass the ball in the middle or down inside the box like that. That to me that I think a mistake like that, it's not it's not his first time a pass or anything like that. I think now it's time to give give someone else an opportunity. It's time. It's seven weeks in. It is time to give someone else that opportunity in that starting role. Um, maybe later down the line, he can he can fight for that spot and he can still be a leader in this team. If, just because he doesn't start for this team, he can still be a leader for this team. But, but as of right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't have Mark Anthony K on the starting midfield. It's, it's just been too many inconsistent passes. You know, he'll have like a great, you know, you know, one step forward and two steps back. Like you said, everybody for, forgot about that assist. And it's just unfortunate because when a team is struggling so bad, you want to limit the amount of mistakes. And unfortunately, that, that you know, that you, you did. They did it to themselves. Right. LFC hurt themselves. And there was no way 
no way you could come back from something like that. And it's, it just, and I think the thing that was also, um, that was mind boggling is you, Andy, you talked about it, the substitutions, right? So let's look at the substitution timeline. So the goal happens in the 70th minute. Latif Blessing comes in uh, in the 72nd minute for Jose Sinfuentes. And then Raheem Edwards comes in for Corey Baird in the 73rd minute. Are, are you surprised that Bob didn't sub out K? Andy? Ah, oh, man. A surprise? Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's interesting to me because Mark is, uh, I feel like Mark is a very emotional player. And when he gets down on himself, it's, it's very easy to tell body language wise. I mean, we've talked to him after losses and seen how, you know, how he's been. But it, I think that what, what you guys are basically talking about is, is true, man, because like, if you see something like that happen, like is your best idea like, okay, let's pull him or is the best idea like, let's just keep him there. I feel like if the team has um, options, it's in the midfield. And we've, we've mentioned uh, Pancho Janela a few times in, in the past. Like, why is he not getting more time? Like it's, it, there, it has to be something like that. Maybe Mark doesn't go 90 anymore or, or you, you kind of flip the switch or you have Latif starting to have him coming off the bench. I personally do like Latif off the bench because he brings you a lot of energy in a later aspect, but I'm, I'm just, I don't want to say I'm surprised because <laughs> nothing about the way that, that they function really surprises me anymore. Um, but I don't know if, if that of their subs were, were the best. And I, and I would, I would say that maybe you make a different move in those situations than, than the one that they did. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's get your thoughts on the substitutions. Obviously, that that happened, and I, you know, I, I wasn't watching the game. Like when I want when I watched the replay, I mean, the only reason I, I bring this up is because when when Mark Anthony K does something like that, right? It's like, and he doesn't get subbed out or anything like that. It's like to me, I feel like you, you um, you're okay with 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 making a mistake, right? I feel like the only players that I would be okay. This is my opinion. If Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, Eduardo Tusta did that. I can live with that. I can live with that. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately for K, he's been he's been so consistent. He's so so inconsistent with the passing that you know it's mm-hmm. been seven seven weeks in. It's it, you know it's been the same story. Unfortunately, he was playing great up until that point. You know what I'm saying? But I, I think seven weeks in, it's more than enough time. But let, let's see. Let's get get your thoughts on the on the substitutions. Uh, I didn't understand it. Like out of all people, uh, you're taking out Atuesta. You're taking out Sifuentes. And then we, we, we need a goal. I, I would rather just have Corey Baird instilled and put in Raheem Edwards. That's just my opinion. Uh, Mark Anthony K. the fact that he did not get subbed out at all is crazy to me. Um, but Bob, that seems to be his guy. That's 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 his adopted son is Mark Anthony K. is what I'm, I'm seeing here. And, <laughs> I'm not going to agree with that. That, that, is, that no, is not true. But. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm saying the way he treats him, bro, like he, he will not take him out. And I just uh, – I know a lot of people on the timeline like stats and numbers, so here's one for you. Uh, 5.9 was his rating. He was the lowest-rated player on the pitch for that game. So I know a lot of people like to throw out stats these days for LAFC. So there's one for you for Mark Anthony K. So um, I, I just I don't understand it. Uh, like I'm saying, in two weeks, if he's still starting, there's going to be some questions asked. And it's, it's just frustrating. It's really frustrating to see the same things. Cause if, if something's not working, wouldn't you want to fix it? If the door that leads to your garage, it's always creaking. It's, it doesn't stay shut. You're just going to leave it or you're going to change it. You want to change it. Right. So it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No. And let's talk about that. Right. Like if, if, Right. If we get ahead and Bob Bradley decides not to make a change, right, then then I think we we got to look at Bob, right? Because the, the, I mean he's making the changes and stuff like that. We we have to look at Bob if 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 Mark Anthony K for whatever reason does start coming when they what play June nineteenth. What what are your thoughts on that? If Bob if Bob Bradley does decide to go with them or if he doesn't, because it's pretty obvious to everybody at this point. You know what I'm saying, Andy? Uh, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I don't see. I don't honestly don't see it changing. I think Mark starts regardless. Um, just for the sheer fact that he is uh, considered a leader on that team, and and I think with saying that it even makes it more concerning that he's having these lapses <laughs> and these moments. If that's your leader, it's uh it's kind of reflective on the team as a whole right now. And I just uh I just wrote today a, a little MLS notebook and LAFC section was part of it, and it's like that's my main takeaway. Is like there, it's just a, a lack of confidence. Uh, the morale is down, and it's like. It's it, it reflects of one player is reflecting on others. Like I said earlier, you can't really pinpoint too many players that have been great every game or that have been have really good besides really Atuesta and 
maybe one or two defenders and even throw Pablo Sestegui in there for the sake of it. But they just haven't been sharp. And the more it goes on, it's like, okay, sure. Like, like we talked about, Gio, you're going to keep hearing the same things we, you know, that Bob say and that the players say, but you bring up a great point. LFC live, like the more this keeps happening, what is your option to fix it? Because you can't just keep it stagnant and say, okay, well maybe next game we'll get them or okay. Maybe we dominated this game, but this and that, like, no, it doesn't matter if you're losing games, if you're not gaining points. I mean, they got two out of nine points out of Carlos Vela uh, missing those three games. And I said it after the game, even though he went 90, he was never really a factor in that game. And I think it was because he was trying to kind of watch himself and be uh, be smart about picking his battles. And even Bob said it after the game. He says, Carlos is a smart player. He's able to do that. And I think that was kind of a subliminal way of saying, like, yeah, he wasn't really trying that hard. And not to say that he wasn't trying, but he just wasn't uh, giving, a, giving it 100. So... It's weird because, like I said, I'm not going to expect uh, to see K not on that field starting on June 19th, but you can't just have this keep happening. And it, and you already tried pulling one uh, midfielder with a teeth blessing. Obviously, yeah, twist that's not the problem. So the only other option you have there to, to maybe try to fix something is, is the K for a little bit. Well, let's talk about this because I think this is this is a great point. Like, let's put it this way, right? If – right. Latif blessing to me. I don't think he should be ever be coming off the bench ever. He should not be coming off the bench. He, he's he's too he's too important for this team to come be coming off the bench. And and if Bob is okay with with Mark Anthony K's um, inconsistent passing, then what does that tell to the rest of the players in that locker room? What does that tell that like hey, you know they, hey he may be treated different right? He may be he may have a longer leash than someone else or whatever. I think to me the only people that have that and in my eyes, is Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and Eduardo Tuesta. You know what I'm saying? I understand. That, those are the only three players. You know what I'm saying? But you also got to wonder, like, I don't know why Blessing blessing doesn't get more of an opportunity, right? Blessing or, you know, Sifu and stuff like that. I, I just don't – I don't ever see Blessing coming off the bench. Not not, not, a, not, not if I was a manager, right? But I also got to think it's like – I think it may be a deeper thing because Chiqui Palacios has been subbed out right away. Marco Fafan has been subbed out right away after, you know, they've had some mistakes. But it, and if Bob is not consistent through with that through through the whole way out, through, through his roster, the t- the, those players are going to know. And they're gonna feel it. They're gonna know, like, hey, he may be favoring another player than others, right? If we if we sense it, when on the locker room, I could only imagine how some players may feel, and that's not gonna make him feel any any special way towards Bob. It's 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 actually I feel like it would actually do the opposite thing, you know what I'm saying? And I think I think that's what we will have to play, pay attention to because LAFC live. When I look at when I was looking at the replay, and you know, obviously that first goal goes in, like. Everybody's kind of looking, and it's not, they're not they're not like essentially like, hey, we got this. No worries. It's it's I kind of feel like every man for themselves. It's not the type of LAC we've been used to, of having more 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 being more together. They 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 definitely feel. I get a sense. I have you know I have no sources. I have nothing, but I I just have a sense that they don't they're not together. And I'm starting to get the sense every man is is for himself. LAC live. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, usually um, when we used to go to the games and, you know, you see the fans there, we're up 1-0. It's like, all right, let's set up shop. Let's just keep pouring it on. It'd be 2-0, 3-0. But now it seems like even when we have the lead, it seems like we're on our toes. Like we can't we can't uh, finish a game anymore. And even when the morale goes down, it's just heads down. That's it. It's done. We're not coming back. And I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, you could tell. I mean, like, Joe, you said you have a sense. Andy, you're at the game. Uh, you kind of saw what was going on. It's not the same intensity anymore, which is weird to me because this is the team that has high expectations. We're supposed to win the MLS Cup. The power rankings were always in the top ten for some weird reason. Uh, we have all we have all these uh, you know all those big stars, and, uh, big stars and depth. And Bob is the Messiah at LAFC. So this is the year that we're supposed to um, you know win win everything that's available. But we're not seeing that anymore. The intensity has dropped off. And like you said, every man for himself, which is really weird. And as far as a leader on the team, who is the leader right now? I, I couldn't tell you who's the leader. You might wear the captain's armband, but you're not the captain on the pitch that day because I, I couldn't tell you. You might as well not even have a captain's armband because there's not one person to step up yet. You're a great point. Being blunt. 
No, 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 no. Great point. I mean, when it when it's going through something, I, let, let's talk about this, right? Obviously, Carlos Vela obviously has not. He's not a vocal leader, right? He doesn't talk to the media, but he did talk to the media after the game. Were you surprised, Andy? Because I was surprised when I, when someone told me I got when I was at the Galaxy game. They're like, "Oh, Carlos Vela is talking," and I was like, "He is. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he's talking." But but what were your thoughts? Were you surprised that, that he spoke? Yeah, I was. I definitely was. It had been a while since he did a. A press conference either during the week or, or after a game. I mean, obviously, this is only his, what, third game back from that injury, second game starting. Um, he only answered three questions. Uh, it, there was not, admittedly, a lot of media on the call because a lot of the media was in Carson for the game, um, which was ironic in that, in that sense. But, um, yeah, he he was candid. I'll tell you that much. In, in uh, just those three, the three questions that he answered, he was he was candid and he said it. I'm not 100 percent right now, and I still have a long way to go to get there. And you could tell. Uh, I think he like physically his appearance looked like he was a, a bit concerned. He just he, I don't think that there's many uh, answers to, to a lot of the issues that they're having. And um, he said he's like you know this break is probably the best thing for us right now. Uh, saying that hopefully at the latter end of it when they come back and play in June or in a few weeks that he's able to, to be at 100 and, you know, really lead this team to what they expect. But he said he's not there yet. And I think, once again, like I mentioned, it's a reflection on where the team is right now. They're, he's not healthy. Maybe some other players are not healthy that we know of. Who knows? Um, they'll never say that, admittedly. But there's just no uh, – like, there's no cohesion right now. And you guys have, have both alluded to it. It just seems like there's no number one clear-cut leader out there right now. Uh, the confidence is low, as I mentioned. Um, and it seems like they just get down on themselves really quickly, whereas we're used to them being more of an energetic team and, and kind of seeing that. So, hey, maybe this break will be great. Maybe they have to do like a little team retreat or something and <laughs> all get together and, and, you know, do something off the field that like gets that back. I'm not saying that the, the locker room is damaged. Like these guys have played together for a long time, but um, it's it's only seven games in. But trust me, they already feel the pressure in those seven games. And I said it in the article that I alluded to earlier. Uh, another loss or two when they come off of this break, and it's gonna be it's gonna be full blown panic mode. So uh, yeah. they're not they're not they're, there's not too much of a, a long leash anymore. It's definitely a short leash for them now. Yeah, and uh, before we get to LAC Live, I, I wanted to play the second goal. The, the, I mean, I tweeted this out. I feel like you know uh, set pieces for LAC has has to be the kryptonite. I don't know why they go uh, on zone defending, but I, I ha- we have to play the, the highlight. Unfortunately, so we can get further clarity on the incident. Is the it's played in the back post, and NYCFC, despite being down a man, appeared to have won it here at Bank of California Stadium. Tajuri Shradi profiting off the back end. And on 90 minutes, they've come all the way across the country and appear to have stolen three points at Bank of California. Unbelievable corner kick. Let's take another look. I mean, the defending is terrible by LAFC and Tajuri just comes in and knocks it in to give New York the three points doesn't matter that they're a man down on a corner kick it does make it doesn't make any difference at all set piece play perfectly taking advantage of um, I've argued it's a terrible, terrible defending in that in that set piece and I've been look I've been talking about LAFC's set piece defending all the way to MLS's back I thought they would learn from this, you know, the terrible season that they had. Unfortunately, not Bob Bradley. Uh, looks like he wants to be uh, stay stubborn on that zone, zone defending on set pieces, which clearly doesn't work. And if Bob Bradley is not going to adjust that, I think his his time with LAFC may may be cut short because it, you got to learn from those and zone 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 defending on corner set pieces. LAFC is not good at. You're, they're just not good at. Unfortunately, and it's just it's just the way. How how are you down ten men? I mean, how are you down? How are you up a man and that dude is wide open? You know what I'm saying? They're wide open in the 89th minute, and it, it just you know no one no one no one cared to look back or how is he just wide open? And I think when you see that, and, and you know, it, it gets, I guess I think it kind of gets to the point like, why do you keep doing that? Right? Why do you keep doing that defending when that goal happened? LAFC live. What was going through your mind? <laughs> the same it's it's like i'm living groundhog's day it's the same thing every season geo uh, geo i even told you remember we've had some uh that's a nice comment so and the, on the uh in the beginning of the shows when you invited me on i always said that i want to see improvement on the set pieces correct on defending and i haven't seen any 
improvement at all, at all. And it's so weird to me that we're continuing to do something that we're not good at. So I don't understand. We're up a man. We're up a man and they're down 10. That's even more embarrassing. And you're telling me that no one had, how, how can no one have any, any awareness of what was going on, especially in the crucial last few minutes of the game? You know, you're trying to scrap a point when you should be winning the game. And then they go on to win it with a man down on a set piece. That's inexcusable to me. And I, I even mentioned it. I told you, like, I'm going to repeat it again. I'm a broken record, kind of like LFC being a broken record on, on zonal marking. Get rid of it. It doesn't work. And whoever's saying to do it should go because we're losing points and we're losing crucial games. And I'm, I'm just tired of it. it. It's embarrassing, especially if a man up. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the most that's the most that's the most embarrassing thing. And they were, they were down a man. And, you know, obviously LAFC is not learning from this mistake, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's just it's it's unfortunate because they have so much talent. You, you know, watch with with so much talent and the, so much coaching experience that Bob Raleigh has, you know, we have that's I think that's his biggest flaw is that zone zone defending when it comes to defense. There's like three. If we go, I don't want to torture. You know, uh, someone said I'm torching with these highlights and stuff. So no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to replay the the, the 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 highlight. But if you look, if you look, there's like three 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 players up front, and it, and it's just like it, it does it doesn't look. You're like who who are they guarding? You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll quickly play it. So uh, for, I'll play it for. Uh, so we can get further clarity on the incident. Is the play? It's played in the back post and NYCFC. Like my thoughts on that's like in the zone defending. There's like three guys uh, by the front post. Like if you're zone defending, what are you defending if no one's there? You know what I'm saying? That that, that like who 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 are you who are you defending if no one's there? Like there has to to me in my mind there has to be adjustments. All right, if you don't have anybody, you go to the front post. It looked like they were trying to play the offsides uh, on a corner kick. Is 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 what I read there? Like no one's on the fir- first post. They're trying to play offsides, and I think they're just trying to do too much. When just when you just need need to keep it simple, and it's unfortunate for for LAFC, and then the way the way they've been doing, and, and the things the things that the mistakes that keep on happening, right? It's unfortunate for LAFC. It's unfortunate for the fans, and, and it's, it's just things to me. It's like you know, when are they going to learn? When are they going to learn? You know, what I'm saying, Andy, like when, when you when you look when you look at that, and, and this happened consistent. What, what goes through your mind? Yeah, man, you guys have said it. I mean, you can't keep having the same. Uh, thing be your downfall. And if you know that set pieces is, is the one thing that's really been hurting you for basically ever, like why have, why has there not been any improvement? I think you have to kind of go back to the basics. I mean, remember when we used to play soccer as kids and they're like, everybody just grab one person on a corner kick and just, you know what I mean? Like go back to that because they have tall defenders. Like you have uh, Jesus David Moriz, Tristan Blackman are tall defenders. It'd be one thing if you have like defenders that are short and smaller maybe like a back row of Chiki or, or Tim Moon but like you have the guys in the box that could defend. Like you can't leave somebody like that wide open in the, in, on the back post, especially considering that he had just got subbed in not too long ago before that. And especially considering that I feel like five or 10 minutes before that goal happened, there was another corner kick that almost ended up being a goal. I don't know if you remember too well, LFC Lab, that it was a great save Pablo Cisniega made on the shot from outside the box. And that came off of a corner kick that LAFC tried to clear and it ended up falling into the foot of whoever it was that shot the ball at that moment for New York. So it's it's frustrating because on top of the fact that you're not uh, getting your typical offense and they're not able to score how they're, they're used to at that rate, it's like now you're worrying about another problem that has already been a consistent thing over and over. So you mentioned it, but it needs to be some uh, some accountability and, and somebody saying, like, hey, we need to change this. Like, this is not okay. For somebody to be that wide open on the back post, I don't care – what your strategy is, it's just not. It's not acceptable. I feel like that's a, more of a, a of a mess up than the Mark Anthony K pass. Like players mess up and they'll try to you know do too much in the back. But come on, man, you you leave somebody wide open in the back post and up a man at that juncture of a game. Like that's not that's not okay. Yeah, and I think right when whoever I think it might have been K back there. It's like. You know, he, he I, I don't know. It, 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 to me, it's, it's mind-boggling that, like, no one no one looks to be back. I don't know. Like, you know, obviously, like, what is Pablo supposed to do? Can you really blame Pablo? Maybe you can. Maybe, but, hey, get this guy. Don't don't let this guy alone. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, 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 it's just, I don't understand why they're so bad when it comes to something. <laughs> I, I just, I can't get it through my head that, that it's so bad. But, guys, if you guys have questions, comments, make sure you, you drop them in the chat. LAFC Live, where, did, where, did, where does LAFC go from here? Obviously, they got two weeks breaks. What would you like to LAFC go from here? Uh, just 
we, well, we need to work on a lot, man. I'm be honest with you. We need to work on just just a team meeting. Say no more zonal marking. That's gone. Man marking. That's what we're gonna do. And if you want to counterattack, if Cincinnati gets the ball, you just sprint out to the wings and we'll counterattack from that. No more zonal marking. Cut that out. Uh, honestly, like Andy said, like a, what was that? Um, a retreat or something like that. Maybe they need to go play uh, FIFA or something at someone's house. Yeah, or something like that, because um, this team looks so dysfunctional at times and they need to get some uh, intensity back in the team and also the morale. Um, let's uh, maybe I, I don't know. I'm not a coach, so I'm just saying, like, you need to get something back in this team. You're just out of the funk. Um, See, so you got until what, June 19th? That's a couple. That's like, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Just work on the intensity, uh, work on the morale again and also cut out the zone marking. And hopefully everybody's healthy. Maybe just some underlying injuries we don't know about as well. Let's get the uh, you know team back up to shape. Hopefully Bella can nurse that injury and get uh, up to speed as well. And um, that's what I want to see. When we come back, I want to see a different LAFC than when we see the first seven games. I want to see a hungry LAFC. I want to see a team that wants to win, wants to score, and not be so fragile uh, and, and soft. I want to see a team that's aggressive, wants to be a bully. Because I'm tired of getting bullied all the time. I've said it before. We get bullied a lot. So we need to we need to be the bullies. I'm tired of it, you know. Yeah, in the chat, DSO says, "Nah, LSC Live is a coach." <laughs> I, 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 I'd be fired after one week. I wouldn't make it. So, <laughs> so Andy, obviously, Joseph jumps in here and says, "LSC is known for two things: losing at set pieces and giving up the lead the last 15 minutes to either draw or lose." Um, I mean, that's that's unfortunate that 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 maybe may or may not be the thing. But Anthony, and uh, excuse me, Andy. Kim Wan and I think uh, Chiki Palacios are the only two players that are going on national and Mark Anthony K, excuse me, correct me if I'm wrong. I think those are the only three players are going on national team duty. Right. So, I mean, those players are going to still be getting games. Right. But the rest of the group, what are your thoughts like on them and what they have to do? I obviously you mentioned maybe going on a retreat and stuff, but Vela having more time to, to heal the injury. But I think there's other players that may have to, either bond or, or work on some things uh, individually. Yeah, I believe also, uh, is it Sifu? One of the Ecuadorians is also going. I'm not sure which one. I forget. I think it's Chiki Chik- Palacios. Chiki, one of, yeah, one of them. But, um, yeah, besides that, they're pretty good. They're not going to have to worry about uh, too many players having to leave. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and and Bob also talked about Kim Wan having to go so far for his, you know, international duties and, and how that may change. But maybe Mark gets a bit of confidence from being with his candidate teammates, and, and that helps him in that way. Um, but yeah, that the really is getting back to the drawing board and working. Like you can't look at this break as a way of saying, ah, okay, like hey, we're good. The perfect example is using the Galaxy. Like the Galaxy won a a one zero game with their own goal, and that win, those three points at home right before the break in the rivalry game, is going to feel like amazing. Even though maybe the result wasn't for LAFC, those three points would have felt great too, even if it was a bad game because they're coming off of that win against Colorado, and now you're coming in with a little bit more energy and intensity to that break. The, the morale is going to be a lot different than it is now. So, I mean, they're going to just have to work. I think, the, like I mentioned, the most important thing is, is Bella having some time to be able to get back to anywhere close to 100, which it's going to be a mystery because we don't know. And remember the, the opener? We're over here thinking like, oh, Bob, pull the trigger too fast and go figure. We're talking about this a month over almost two months later. And we're just like, this guy is not 100. He played 90 minutes, this and that. So, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a learning experience for everybody uh, from management all the way down. And like we have mentioned, you know, if they if they come out of this looking the same the way that they came in, then it's gonna be okay. Now a lot of things need to be put into action, and people need to move or people need to sit, whatever the case may be, because they're gonna have to be active in the market looking for some players. They're gonna have to reconsider what they have and, and see what their best options are, because. I say this with LAFC all the time. They get really stagnant, and they they find a group of, let's just say, 11 or 12 that they think works, and they just leave it. And the most important thing to know, too, is when they get out of this break, they play the 19th against Houston, and they play that Wednesday, that following Wednesday against Dallas. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be two quick games. It offers them not a lot of time to, you know, if they take another L in that Houston game to kind of recover. So uh, these Wednesday games are going to start rolling around. It's going to start challenging them a lot more. That's going to be interesting to see how they react to that, too. No, yeah, not just that. The ninth, you had a great point. Is Houston Admiral on the nineteenth 
uh, FC Dallas on the 23rd. And then Sporty, they travel to Sporting KC three days after that on the 26th. So it, it's not, it's not, it's not an easy schedule. Um, you're getting, you're getting a little bit of flack here, Andy. I'm okay. just sort of any excuses. <laughs> excuses in what way, man? I'll try to be more clear for you. Uh, um, but I, I, I mean, he's just throwing, he's just throwing some shade there. You know how it goes. All love. It's all love. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's look. Let's uh, LAFC. Let's, let's look at the time. Uh, I mean, the timeline, the the standing. So we obviously LAFC right there in ninth place with eight points. Yep. Definitely, you don't want to. You don't. That's not a, a pretty sight to see. But obviously, they, they got to get this thing turning around because the Western Conference is not. It's not. It's not an easy place to play, as we know. Right, the, all those teams up there are, are very tough and very very conf- very confident. Right. But going into the break, right, and they're going to come back. They got the good thing about it is that they have two home games, right? You have two home games with very winnable games, Houston Dynamo and FC Dallas, right? I think if they come back and, and come back and, and get the victory, then then the, the perception changes right now. But unfortunately for them, the good thing and the bad thing is that they don't play for two, for two weeks, right? And I think what would you like to see them when, when they come back and, and play the, those Texas teams? Uh, I, w- I want to be aggressive when we play these two teams. We're at home. Uh, I think by the time everything comes back at June 19th, uh, yep. the bank should be open at 100%, I believe. Yeah, 100%. I, I could be wrong. 100%. Okay, yeah. So th- there should be no excuses to see that, you know, we don't have uh, the home crowd behind us because the 32 uh everyone will be ready to go. Um, and I just want to be aggressive from the front. I don't want to be timid. Uh, we're playing against uh, a couple teams that I think are winnable. Yes, we did tie Houston away uh, from home 1-1. Uh, we should be able to beat them, I think. I said that about New York City FC, too, but uh, I was wrong. Um, but I, I expect six points. I really do. There's no reason that we should not be winning home games when we've – another stat, we apparently have the best home record with Bob Bradley because he's been our only coach. Uh, he's undefeated or something like that, some weird stat I saw. Um, so – that's another reason uh, that we should be fine. That's what I just want to get a win. Uh, I want to get a, consec- a consecutive wins in a row. That's what I really want to see. I want to see some consistency on this team and this club and this coaching staff. Yeah. And, uh, Joseph brings up uh, a very hot topic. Let's put it that way. Bob can't afford uh, an, uh, an, a loss or a draw coming from the break. He will lose the fan base and they will turn on him quick. No more. And Bob, we trust. What, what are your thoughts on that, Andy? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Any a loss or two after this break is gonna is gonna blow this into full blown panic mode. Um, and you say the best, what they need the most is is a win first. That's that's the most important thing. And number two is consistency. I mean, I don't think LAFC could look too far into the future knowing that they have these issues right now. They're gonna really have to take this one game at a time and say, okay, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that because, as I mentioned, you know, you're coming off of that Colorado win. If you get a win against New York going into the break. This is a whole different dynamic, even if they play terrible and they get the win. So um, they need they need to, to get those consecutive wins as well. But that's further down the road. You need to just show some consistency. And you can't just keep saying, oh, this player is not sharp or, or maybe we weren't uh, able to have energy or we look bad in this half of the game. Like that's not going to cut it anymore. It's going to be uh, we need accountability. And the, the times that LAFC have lost on bigger stages, let's say like playoff games or uh, CONCACAF Champions League or things like that. MLS is back tournament for a great example. I, I wrote that, I believe, after MLS is back tournament. Like, this team just needs accountability, and it never seems to happen. Like, you need to be able to say, hey, that's my bad. I did that. The only time we've heard that in the past is Bob Bradley when he subbed Carlos Vela out, which ended up not being a mistake of that home opener. So it's just uh, they need to take a look at each other and see, you know, hey, we, we got up to a bad start, and this is a fresh slate. I mean, these seven games are obviously going to be um, part of the story of this year, but you forget MLS is a very long season and, and these seven games could at the end of the day not really have much to say when we get in the latter parts of the season. But we're not just going to glance over like it's not a big deal. So they need to get that consistency up for sure. A hundred percent. And you, you bring up a great point is the accountability. You don't we don't really hear that from LAFC. We don't I, I, I wasn't I didn't I watched the press conference call, but I don't remember Vela saying or, you know, anybody saying my bad or anything like that, because I mean, then I think that eases the ease is OK, even though they lost, obviously it doesn't look good. But like, like you know. When there's accountability, there's acknowledgement that hey things aren't going good. But like I don't think you can overlook those things. I can't. There's no way, and and the way that they're going, and I think you know I think that starts from the top. You know what I'm saying if you're if you're looking at the accountability, 
you know, who's at the top and how things are, are getting worked up. By no means do I feel like LAFC is out of this or anything like that, but it just doesn't look good right now because of these high expectations and who they have as a coach, who they have as a player, and, and it's not sinking, you know what I'm saying? But let, let's talk about the the, the, the potential uh, of DP. I think Brian Rodriguez, we know for a fact now that – um. We we know for a fact that like if Almeida make it to the first division, uh, there's a there's that buyout that buyout clause. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that, and and how likely you think that'll happen at LFC Live? Well, um, when I first heard the news, shout out to LFC Uruguay, he was on it. Um, it was it was great, exciting news. But the only thing is now is that we need Almeria to win and get promoted, uh, which is a difficult task, uh, as many people know that. You know, when you're in La Liga 2 or the championship in England, if you're not the top two teams, uh, you have to play the playoff system, which three versus six and four versus five, which I think Almeria finished fourth. They'll be taking on Girona. I don't don't think I'm saying it right. But uh, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting because I think Brian is with Uruguay right now, so I don't think he's going to be in these matches. If Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. But um, it's going to be interesting because we really need them to win, and I think – the figures was a, a low eight uh, eight figures, so like uh, hope if we can recuperate what we uh, what we uh, bought them for, that'd be awesome. But um, Bas- I'm the biggest Amaria fan right now, and I think a lot of LAFC fans are. Uh, so let's hope they get promoted. So it looks like uh, they play tomorrow. Of that, they uh, they play tomorrow yes, against Girona yes. at twelve at twelve p.m. So uh, I mean, and they and they, it looks like they play two legs. So tomorrow is the first leg, and then they play yep. Saturday, June fifth, uh, the second leg of the of the of the semifinal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, tomorrow's a big game uh, for for LAFC fans <laughs> and Almeria because I mean, uh, tomorrow mm-hmm. at twelve p.m. So that, that that's a big thing that I was, I was just looking it up. So tomorrow's the first leg. Obviously, Brian Rodriguez he's on t- international duty. Uh, He's, he's with Uruguay. Yeah. So it really comes down uh, to Almeria. I mean, Brian Rodriguez has no no way he's going to be impacting that that game uh, there. So I think we'll, we'll have to see and tune in because if they're, if they're out, you know, I know that I was talking. I, I know LAFC is looking at a, a number nine. They're, 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 they're looking at number nine. I don't know who. That's that's just some word I got that they're looking at number nines, but I don't I don't I don't know if it's internet I don't know if it's Europe I don't know if it's South America and stuff like that, but I know LSU's uh, they got some names that they're looking at, um, but I, even with these issues that they're having, I don't <laughs> I don't know if any player could come fix this because I think these are more internal issues. It's not necessarily some obviously some of these are ta- very tactical things, but I think as a group collective, uh, there's there's a big there's a bigger picture there. So mm-hmm. we'll have to we'll have to see. And then Silo in the chat says. Uh, I hate promotion playoffs. They're a pain. Yes, they are. You got to tune in tomorrow. Uh, he, uh, Luis has some jokes. Will Ferrell for coach. B Ride is coming back. Uh, oh I mean, uh, Will Ferrell will make it exciting, but I don't know. I don't know how it would look tactically. It's I don't know this if this. You, they may turn into a Ted Lasso type of thing. <laughs> he wouldn't do zonal marking. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Andy, uh, LAFC Hawaii has 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 a, has a question. He's like, "What what about John? I'm assuming he's talking about John Thornton. How of a hot seat is he in?" Nah, John Thornton's fine. Honestly, Bob Bradley's fine too. I don't think that there's any pressure from outside uh, the powers that be that will that will say that either of these two guys are in the hot seat. Whether or not the fans are happy with what they're doing, that's that's a whole different story. And and obviously that pressure does begin to get felt and. Um, if this year does end up going badly, as it already seems, then I think then we're having a different conversation. But right now, um, into the season, I think we're good. I think John Thornton is one of the more liked uh, front office officials in all MLS for for the way that he kind of constructed this team. So um, no, I don't see I don't see a hot seat for either of the two. And your thoughts, LAC Live? Uh, their seat should be a little warm. Uh, not if their seat isn't just a little warm, then I would be worried as a fan where we're going because if there's no then that means we're playing with no pressure. Just go out there and just do whatever. If the seat isn't warm, then obviously they're not doing something right. And uh, we haven't done anything right all season, to be honest with you. Uh, it's been lackluster. Uh, some of the signings haven't been there. Brian Rodriguez, who loans their DP out to another team while the MLS season's going on? I've never seen that or heard of that. Um, so we're breaking records there. There was there was and a lot of issues. Andre Horta. It kind of needed to happen, but I know what you yeah. mean. I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, it, Andre Horta, um, obviously that didn't work out. And then remember Gabber, the Egyptian uh, player that played for us, it was hyped up, didn't really do much either. Um, Zelaya, I think I'm saying his name wrong, probably. Um, he was hyped up to be a striker, didn't play. 
Yeah, played what, what, two games, one game, if that. Um, so John Thornton's seat should be hot. It should be hot, especially if this season we don't win a trophy. Um, yeah, we're going to have some – we're going to have to look in the mirror a little bit. That's just my yeah. opinion, though. It's no, uh, what, I, what I will say, it, it's not trending in the right direction for him or Bob Bradley. It's not. I mean, that's just clear. There's no other way to put it. But that could quickly get erased if we see something different these these first two games. And if that doesn't happen, I mean, we'll be here to talk about it. <laughs> I, I can promise you that we'll, we'll be here to talk about it and discuss and break it down. But like right now, I think it's not look. It's not. It's not the worst end all be all for Bob Bradley and John Thornton right now. But if these first two games that don't come in win, then I think we need we need to start have the conversation and how you fix it uh, for the remainder of the season. But uh, but I think that's it, guys. We'll, we'll wrap things up there. We know that I know there's also a lot of things going on. The Lakers are playing playoffs and stuff. But I think we, we definitely hit it um, there. You're getting some live from Jose, LAFC live for president. <laughs> You're getting some love there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let, 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 let's uh, let's sign off there. Everybody, thank you for being on the chat. Uh, Andy, let the people know where they can follow you and, and your articles as well. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, Andy Dios on Twitter with the underscore. So Andy underscore Dios on Twitter. That's where most of my work is. I'll you know try to be as many games as possible tweet out stuff during the games, after the games, and then I post my work there. So I'm a sports writer for Yahoo Sports, and um, I'm doing both L.A. teams as much as possible and MLS as a whole. Uh, so, yeah, just give me a follow, give me a shout, whatever you want, and we'll keep we'll keep the conversation going throughout the season. Definitely. LAFC Live, let the people know. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At we are LAFC Live. I'm mostly on there running the polls, getting you guys' opinions, just speaking my – my mind pretty much you can agree with it or not um and that's pretty much it on instagram too we already have lafc live as well i'm not as active on there but you can follow me and uh thanks for having me on again geo and nice talking to you andy really of course of course i mean i mean that's why i mean that's why i have both you guys on on. i mean you guys have very great perspectives right uh you know and and different views at times which which is great and i think this will make the show uh, amazing um yeah guys look if you guys are listening to the podcast every 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 tuesday night we're talking about lac uh, at at 7 p.m if you want to join us if you want to ask questions to either me or other guests you know we'd love to have you guys on and everybody in the chat thank you thank you for tuning in if you're on youtube or you're on facebook make sure to hit the subscribe button so that way you're notified uh, when we go live, just in case you may you may forget that. You guys and you guys can also follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. So for Andy for LAC Live, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody. Peace.